Real people. Real opinions. Real Talk Radio. The multi-award winning Niall Boylan Show. The uh, government has been urged to immediately fully implement the findings of the Commission on the Future of the Defence Forces around pay and conditions. Uh, PD Fora is holding its annual delegate conference in County Donegal and the General Secretary has said, Our members have endured years of hardship with report after report and commission after commission reporting on the, the perilous state of the Defence Forces. We have ships that can't go to sea for want of crews, aircraft that are having to be serviced away from the Air Corps, and increasing numbers of personnel who are being mandatorily uh, selected for overseas service due to lack of uh, numbers. This is all to do with our defence forces and the fact that well, nobody wants to join. Uh, everybody wants to um, believes that they need pay increases in order to entice new uh, members to join. But it raises the whole issue of the army, the defence forces, the navy, the, uh, the air force. Do we need, bearing in mind that we are a neutral country, is there a need here in Ireland to have an army? Or do you think that the Irish Army does serve a purpose in uh, Irish society? I'd love to hear from you on this. Our number is 87 188 87-188-008. 87 What PD4 are saying is that uh, the government should uh, increase the pay rates that uh, current members are on. Uh, the money is atrocious and they need more money, basically. But it does raise the whole, and I know the uh, in the budget recently, um, is uh, increased the um, defence budget. But I'm asking you, what uh, what is the point? Why do we have a defence forces? Do we need a defence forces? Our number is oh eight seven one double eight treble zero eight. You can send us a text, a WhatsApp, or a WhatsApp voice note. And answer that question for me. Do we need a defence forces? And if so, uh, why? Or maybe you think we don't need... Here's the the bottom line, and uh, this has been stated. If this country were to be invaded uh, tomorrow, we, we we don't stand a chance. And we'd have to sit here and wait for... Uh, the Americans to arrive or the Brits to arrive to, to help us if, God forbid, we were to be invaded. We could do literally nothing. And that raises the whole issue, but, well, what's the point then? 087-188-0008 is our uh, number. I'd love to hear from you on this and find out whether or not you see any point in having a Defence Forces. And obviously... Uh, We have had members of the Defence Forces serving overseas with the United Nations and have done an amazing job uh, overseas. You can't take that away from uh, the work that they have done. But my question to you is, why in a neutral uh, country uh, do we need a Defence Forces? 087-188-0008 is our uh, number. Now, let me kick off with line one. And on line one, we have Jerry. Uh, Jerry, you're on Ireland's Classic Hits Radio. Hi, Jerry. Not too bad knowing yourself. Good, thank you, Jerry. Uh, an ex-army man. Yes. And 
well, what's your view on the question that we're asking? Firstly, on the on the amount of money that the the state pays for the defence forces, you don't believe it's paying enough. Well, we go back to what you said a minute ago. Do we need a defence force as a neutral country? Yes. How come we were neutral in World War Two, but yet we had thirty thousand armed forces in the Southern Ireland state? That's a good question that I can't answer. Well, I'll answer for you because there was a threat of England being taken, and then Hitler would probably come and take Ireland. And at least we could put up a, a bit of a fight. A bit of a fight, yeah. Yeah. Now, going back to defence forces, the pay is not great. It's no good. To, if you want to entice intelligent people into defence forces, you must have uh, a decent wage. It's like turning around to the government tomorrow morning and saying, we're going to half your wage, your annual income by half, how many would you have in the doll in the morning by next week? A lot would jump ship. Mm. Now, you look at the situation we have in Ukraine. A land grab by Russia since 2014. And now, uh, since the big invasion, uh, they've started to fight back. So let's put it this way. If Northern Ireland tomorrow morning decide to have a united Ireland, and we know now at the present moment that the Catholics now are... A majority. Yes. Mm -hmm. Now, if the Irish government can't turn around and look down the road and see a threat there, then they need to get out of that job. Because I can guarantee you that if we diminish the defence forces anymore, and there's a united Ireland, and there's no defence force to man the border or go into Northern Ireland, we're going to have a very sad country. We have factions against factions. Rather than have a controlled state faction to control the borders and people within. Because the loyalist community will not accept that. Absolutely, I, I, I agree. But here's the thing: I, I don't believe we're anywhere. In fact, we spoke about this on the show uh, mm. recently. I don't believe we're anywhere, even vaguely near, um, why, having why a conversation about a united Ireland, let alone but having one. But you see, this is the thing: that's the problem with some people. It's it's not happening now. But when it does happen, why don't we have the people in place when it does happen? Because it will happen. It will, unless the, the loyalists come along and say. Yeah, we're happy here. We stay under a, a, a tricolour. Can you see that happening? No, not in the month of Sundays, but... Yeah, so why not now turn and start building up your defence forces, get intelligent people in, we can see the Ukrainians using... So, vo- so what, what are you saying? Vote through United Ireland and then send the army into the north to um, keep the loyalists calm? No, that's not what I'm saying. I'm saying is, remember the Dublin and Monaghan bombing? Yes, of course, yeah. Yeah, so if you don't have a state body to man the borders, and ch- the guards can't do it. Remember when I was on the border, there was one guard to ten soldiers. And they were searching the guards, and yet still things were happening on the border. So you're now saying, oh, it will never happen. What if it does happen? Will you man the border? Will you drop your job tomorrow morning? like the hundred? No, because I, I, I genuinely, I, at this moment in time, uh, there is not a majority in the North who will, despite the Catholic majority, uh, I, I know Catholics in Northern Ireland personally uh, who would not vote for a united Ireland. So we're nowhere close to that conversation. OK, but um, what I'm saying to you, what if it did happen? That's a bi- it's a very big if, though, at this moment. Yeah, and it's also a very big if that it won't happen. Okay. It's a 50-50 if. Okay, so you believe that uh, we need to maintain our defence forces for the eventuality that we have a united Ireland? Absolutely. At least have some backbone to put the money into the defence forces because the government doesn't care. 
Because when Don Tidy was lot was kidnapped and the border foxes running around the country, the guys were on the checkpoint getting a pair of socks and a mares bear for food and, and warmth. Mm. So don't tell me about the, the government. The government doesn't care. The Minister of Defence is a civvy. You should have a guy in that job who has experienced military life and has knows what the soldiers are on the ground. And I'm not talking about a chief of staff or a lieutenant colonel because they don't know what's going on the ground. They're giving out the orders. You need someone that was at near enough ground level to know what the normal soldier's going through. Because I spent many of the wet night on a checkpoint and getting wet through to be told tomorrow morning, oh, you have to stay on next to two or three hours, even though we didn't have the equipment at the time to do it. Now they do have better equipment. But now the investment has to come along to attract decent, good people into the job. Intelligent. War has changed since Ukraine. Now we're all doing drones. The Army should be investing in drones, better equipment. Okay, so uh, rather than us be um, penny-pinching, you believe we should be uh, making a major investment in our Army? Absolutely. Okay, stay, stay there for one second if you can, please. Our number is 087-188-0008. We are asking you, um, amidst talk that it's hard to get recruits into the army here in Ireland, uh, people just aren't interested, paying conditions are very poor, there's no investment, there's no morale. Uh, it raises the whole issue about, well, why? Why do we need a defence forces? Do we need a defence forces is really uh, the question. 087-188-0008 is our number. You can send us a text, a WhatsApp, or you can do what this listener did and send a WhatsApp voice note. Of course we need an army and an air force. Um, look, as, um, if Putin invaded Ireland in the morning, we'd have no NATO back up. We'd be just like the Ukraine. We should join NATO, to be honest with you as well, to be extra safe. The only army you should worry about is the army you are not in. Okay, thank you very much indeed. Uh, Andy, you're on Ireland's Classic Hits Radio. Hi, Andy. Adrian, just uh, this year, in February, actually, uh, another report came out, a 183-page report, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, come out uh, and it involved uh, a report on the army. Now, if a plane comes in, has a transponder turned off, say it comes in from uh, around the, the, the north, uh, from Iceland and that, uh, we haven't got a plane to go up to actually uh, meet. We haven't got any jet fighters. No. We're dependent on the RAF to launch. They, of course, they're looking after their own security. They launch uh, their, their fighters to find out where is this coming in from. Um, uh, so... We we were a few years back. We were celebrating uh, our uh, uh, our freedom, our sovereignty, uh, and uh, from the, from the UK. And as it turns out, we're depending now on the UK to defend us. Uh, well, they're not really defending us; they're defending their, their, their own borders because they, they know the fact if if Ireland was attacked, that they would be next on the list. And uh, well, we've we can't go on the way we are. And some of these guys, uh, I was in the the the, well, the old FCA now called the Army Reserve, right? And I, I've seen some of the conditions that uh, we stayed in. We went on camp maybe for two weeks at a time. And the conditions were absolutely atrocious. And some of these guys, uh, some of the, what we call the regulars, uh, highly trained. Some of them uh, actually uh, uh, left, the, left the, did their time, left the army or bought themselves out hmm. and went on and become, one guy was hired to, to go on the, one of the, the tankers that time when the uh, pilots was sort of uh, commandeering them. And he was employed by a company there to, to uh, do security for it. Uh, 
there's a, a nephew of mine was in uh, the Air Corps uh, as a mechanic. He he's did his time, uh, service time, bought his way out, and now he's in Europe and uh, uh, service in uh, uh, helicopters and uh, maybe over to the Middle East. Is, uh, because to pay 300, 350 euros in this, it's not worth a damn every week in this day and age. Let's be honest about it. Okay, so, uh, I mean, obviously the, the main mission of the Defence Forces in Ireland is to contribute to the security of the state by providing for the military defence of its, inter- uh, its territorial integrity. Now, that's, that is, that's, that's what yes, they're there that's for. That's what they're there for, and that will that can't happen or won't happen because there's not enough money. Is is uh, we, we we three options, right? We can either go on the way we are, which is have actually uh, uh, we, no capability. Mm-hmm. We can uh, um, join NATO, and we were always regarded as a neutral power. And I think most people still believe we should stay neutral because we don't, we don't want to send in young men and women to become cannon fodder. Uh, for big businesses and everything else mm-hmm. or we can pare it down to the last train up uh, 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 plenty of people who are willing to give their time and, uh, and call on them then pay them a decent wage and call on them in the event of an emergency so we, we, we have a number of options but, because uh, okay in the event of an emergency let's imagine uh, God forbid and all that uh, yeah. that Ireland was invaded tomorrow uh, by I don't know let's say Vladimir Putin decided he wanted a little island um, in the Atlantic Ocean yeah. um, we much and all as the Russian army has proven they're not as brilliant as everybody might have thought they are um, they'd still <laughs> walk in here tomorrow and just take over if they if they so chose yeah Yes, in a matter of hours. Within a matter of hours. Okay, so we're all agreed. We're all agreed on that. Yeah. Um, we would need either the states or uh, NATO or the Brits or whatever to come to our aid. Yes. Because uh, I mean, uh, at least in in Ukraine, they had an army. Uh, yeah. All they needed was weapons, and that's what they've gotten from uh, from the West. But we 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 have literally nothing. Well, we had artillery. Uh, 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 units here, right? So, in 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 their wisdom, decided to do away with uh, most of these artillery units. And now we discovered that in Ukraine, they're they're actually uh, 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 sending in more uh, 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 big guns to to actually fire and to uh, control and to maybe win a war. And our our government decided, and uh, usually it's probably down to civil servants who would make this decision, who have no concept of actually what is needed uh, to keep an army running. Like you know what I mean? Mm. And let's be fair, it the army is top heavy, is top heavy with generals and lieutenant colonels and uh, all this, but not but over over phantom battalions. You know what I mean? Okay, so uh, you do you believe ultimately that we do? need to maintain an army, we need to invest in it, or do you think we should do... For example, Iceland uh, doesn't have an army, doesn't have any army, but has an agreement uh, that the United States will come to their aid if they're in trouble, if, you know, somebody decides to invade. But they don't have uh, an army. And there are a number of countries in the world that don't have uh, an army. For example, Panama got rid of its army in 1990. They just decided we don't need uh, an army anymore. So yeah, but, it's but not unusual. 
Well, no, well, I would look at the, say, Finland and uh, who, who, who learned from experience of being invaded by the Soviet Union at the time, and they in, in, in increased their, 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 their defence capabilities and actually fought, fought the Russians to a standstill uh, during the... During the, 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 the when, when the During Russians the Second invaded. World War, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So uh, Israel, Israel has uh, has a massive army. Also has a massive reserve, which you can call up uh, at any time. And not only just call them up, but actually put them uh, put them on duties. And just talking about duties, when you're doing a duty in an army barracks, uh, you're on twenty four hours. Like let's let's be honest about it. There's no other group. There's no other group would be asked to work 24 hours in a row and, and are supposed to have the same capabilities as you come on in hour one and end up in hour 23. You know what I mean? Without, without any sleep. Now, they tried that with, 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 the, with the doctors into the hospital, so that didn't turn out so well. Like, I know, know. but they, unfortunately, they still do uh, work in ridiculous hours. Um, OK, stay there for one second, if you can, please. Our number is 087-188-0008. You can send us a text to WhatsApp or do what Jay did and send us a WhatsApp voice note to that number. 087-188-0008. How are you, Adrian? Good topic. Uh, our defence forces are non-existent. Um, will you tell that man there? I think he's confused. If we have a United Ireland and the Brits pull out, there will be no border. So we won't need the soldiers to patrol the border. There will be no border. They'll have free access. They already have free access to the country. So I don't know where he's getting the border from. I'm not going to have one if it's United Ireland. Thanks, great topic. Thanks very much indeed, Jay. 087-188-0008 is our number. John, you're on Ireland's Classic Hits. Hi, John. Afternoon, you're doing. How are you? John, your point is, if we are, as we are supposedly, a uh, neutral country, uh, then we don't need an army. We actually need just need more Gardaí. Yes, because the last time I looked, Adrian, it was the Gardaí, or the lack of Gardaí, that are not policing the streets, and that's not the people, the personnel that's there. No, that's not their fault. It's the powers that be. It's the government. It's the commissioner. The whole lot. We need extra guards to keep law and order. The last time I... Uh, when did you last see the army in the streets again? Like, several knee-jerk reactions when stuff happens there. there. You hear people ringing up this radio station and others saying that the army should be on the streets. Mm. Well, they haven't a clue what they're talking about, Adrian, because the last thing you do is bring the army on the streets. We see the context that happens when around the world when you do bring the army on the streets and what kicks off. And then you people watching the stock market here, you watch the, the money fly out of this country. If it comes on, flash their own Sky TV and around the world saying that the army are on the streets in Ireland. That's going to hit us big time economically then because there must be something wrong in Ireland, right? Get your investment out of there now because the army are on the streets, right? Now, if we're supposed to be 100% neutral, we don't need an army, simple as that. Now, our neutrality, you know, has been thrashed and kicked and danced on with the last couple of weeks by Michal Martin and Simon Corbyn. Michal Martin stood up grandstanding, not talking for me, an Irish Republican, a sovereign Irish Republican, mm-hmm. right? and called Russia a rogue state. He had no permission on behalf of the Irish people, a neutral country, to stand up in the United Nations and to call Russia a rogue state. Simon Coveney openly admitted the Minister of Foreign Affairs on local radio only a couple of days ago that outside of the humanitarian stuff they have given to Ukraine, and we all understand that's needed, right? The Irish government, wait for this, has given 55 million to the Ukraine army 
not to buy bullets or guns according to Simon Coveney, but to buy uniforms and helmets. Now, if you're going to get 55 million, and, and we'll say they will end up only buying uniforms and helmets, mm. that means that 55 million times our neutrality has been danced on. How dare Simon Coveney... No, no, I have to say, million. where it comes to Irish neutrality, I think we have uh, really shown our hand in the last uh, couple of weeks. Um, and, by the way, there are many... After seeing what has happened uh, in Ukraine, there are many who believe that we should not be a neutral country anymore, that we well, should I, I, join well, NATO for our well, own protection. When, when, when de Valera established this country, when the treaty was passed, I know we had the civil war and everything, but eventually when things settled down, right, the Irish people voted for the treaty. And to launch the new country called Ireland, the sovereign country, de Valera made sure that it went out there that we were not only sovereign, but we were neutral, 100% neutral. The Irish people established this state. Only the Irish people can disassemble the, the neutrality. We have to have a referendum. And I believe, Adrian, if there was one tomorrow morning, the Irish people would overwhelmingly vote to, to hold on to our neutrality. Do you? Yes, I do. 100%. Yeah, that's a, you, yeah, that's interesting, actually. And um, if you do a fast, a fast text poll, there, no. yeah, I, I would yeah. be interested, actually, yeah, and, I, yeah, and I will yeah. do exactly that. Yeah. So uh, the question that I want to ask is: um, Should Ireland maintain its neutrality, um, and that means not be aligned to any um, side in a conflict, yeah. for example, no, as, we, no, as we're seeing in, no, in Ukraine? Uh, yeah. We didn't take a side during World War Two, for example. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, we stayed out of it. Should Ireland maintain its neutrality? Just send me a yes or a no to 087-188-0008. Should Ireland maintain its neutrality? Yes or no? You see, the thing is, John, I think a lot of people seeing what is going on in the world... Um, remembering that it's only a matter of months just before Russia's invasion of uh, Ukraine that they were holding military exercises off our uh, southwest. Now, yeah. that makes but, people but, nervous. It does, but I mean, let's be honest. Like, I mean, there's nobody who wants to invade us. What's happening with, with Crimea, what happened with Ukraine, that's all in that area, that geographical area, right? Putin is not going to come in here tomorrow morning. And this idea like that, we have to have an army just in case he would come in. How long do you think we would last? Okay, well then let me ask you a question. Do we need a defence forces? Yes or no? No, we don't. No, we don't. And what, and what we also don't need, and we're not part of NATO, we don't need to be facilitating the Yankee war machine in Shannon, which has been going on right back to the Vietnam War, hmm. without the consent of the Irish people. Okay, we talk about neutrality and uh, the fact that Ireland as a nation is uh, neutral. Um, however... It, it, just in the minds of people in, in this country, I look at the, uh, at the invasion, the Russian invasion of Ukraine, people have taken a side on that, haven't they not? Because they see it as just outrageously wrong for one country to just literally march into another one. Well, morally they've taken a stand because nobody wants to see people being bombed and killed and mutilated. Mm. But I mean, at the same time, I think people want to respect all neutrality. Morally, we can condemn what's happening, but we don't be, don't be sending out 55 million to the bloody Ukraine army and, and say that we're a nuclear country. 
Okay, John, do me a favour. Stay on the line there for one second. Keep your messages coming in. I'm interested to know whether or not you think Ireland should maintain its neutrality. Send me a yes or a no to 087-188-008. Should Ireland maintain its neutrality? Send me a yes or no. At this moment, it looks like a yes is in the lead, but... I'd like to hear from you. 087-188-008. This is Deirdre. Hi, Adrian. This is, De- this is, this is Deirdre and Kells. No, we do need the army. Just say, Adrian, if we had a blizzard or anything like that, and they would need the defence force to go out and clear the, clear the roads and all that. I remember years ago, I don't know what year it was, when we had the blizzard, the army were out in force and were bringing people to and their trucks into work and things like that. They are badly needed, the army. You know, they really are badly needed, so they are, Adrian. You know, like, they should be well paid. and You know, I mean, they are good. They are badly needed. If we had a disaster, we'd need them. Do you know what I mean? So I'll talk to you. This is Adrian Kells. Love the show. And this is Adrian Kennedy with you until uh, 2 o'clock this afternoon and here for the rest of uh, this week and also on Late Night Live uh, between 9 and 11 o'clock. Now, we're in the middle of a conversation about um, our defence forces. And we're asking whether or not uh, we need a defence force. Um, What purpose does it serve? And is it worth the money that we spend on it? Now, the uh, defence forces are arguing. uh, PD4 is holding its annual delegate conference in County Donegal, arguing that um, rather than recruiting more uh, members, we need to pay the ones that are there at the moment more money, basically. So the question we're asking is, do we need a defence forces? And if so, why? Uh, But also, um, we're asking, should Ireland uh, remain a neutral country? And looking at the uh, votes that have come in, the majority of you believe that uh, Ireland should remain a neutral country. Uh, 78% actually of the messages that have come in to us have said, uh, yes, we should... Uh, retain our neutrality. Still 22% are saying, uh, no, we shouldn't. Uh, In fact, um, Billy, your point on this is we've never been a neutral country. Maybe on paper, but... We we never have been, Adrian. I sent in the constitution there. Search for the word neutral, search for the word neutrality. It does not appear once. Hmm. That's the 1936 constitution that John referenced, De Valera brought in. We've never been neutral. There's no article. There's never been a referendum in this country on neutrality. We're not. We've been non-aligned, which is different. It mm. might seem like a semantic, but we are non-aligned. But we've never been neutral. And, uh, and all that really means in 2022 is we're not members of NATO. That's really all that means. We're, well, we're, we're, we're not members of NATO. We're not members of, a, of an alliance. But let, yeah. let, let me ask you a question just on the existence of the Defence Forces. Do you have house insurance? Uh, I do have house insurance, yes, obviously, and, yes. And the reason you have house insurance is if your house burns down... Uh, then I will hopefully someone... be able to replace it, yes. Exactly. The Defence Forces is like Ireland's house insurance. It's the insurance policy of the state. If something goes wrong, the Defence Forces are there to help out. Now, they've been used in many different roles over the years, from collection of bins to... As, uh, one driving of the, buses, one of the I remember them driving buses. Yeah. They've been used for that. They've patrolled the border and the border with the north. Another commenter message like that it wouldn't be there, but they are there to protect the borders, the, the, the naval borders of, of the of the of the island. They've provided search and rescue over the years um, from the Air Corps. So there's many different uses that the Defence Forces have been put to in this country over the years. 
suggesting that we get rid of them, it's it's just wrong. It really is. Okay, it's, so Deirdre's message that I played before the break, we need uh, the Defence Forces to clear the snow. That's not really the job of... Uh, it's, not uh, to the, it's not the Defence Forces, but again, it comes back to that insurance policy. When the government, because the, let's be honest, the government doesn't spend a lot of money in different areas. And when they need to, the defence forces are called on. Okay, so an insurance policy in case something goes wrong. um, Yet, if we were, you know, the ultimate job of a defence force is to defend uh, the state. Mm -hmm. If our state was to come under attack, God forbid, um, we wouldn't stand a chance. In other words, that insurance policy would be worth nothing. (laughs) The same thing was said about Ukraine when Russia went looking, uh, knocking on the door. At least, uh, yeah, but at least Ukraine they had an army. We, we do have an army. Now, look, it's, it's a horribly underfunded institution. Mm. There is a massive retention problem because the people that are in it are underpaid and undervalued. Mm-hmm. And they are leaving en masse. That, that is a huge issue that uh, successive ministers of And that's what PD4 are arguing, that we need to exactly. pay the existing members more money in order to retain them, uh, rather than uh, recruiting new people on dreadful wages. Correct. And mm. I completely agree with them. And there was an article in, in the Examiner last week of a class from the Naval Service en masse leaving to go and work for a company in Cork. Just gone. Okay, so, so when, it, when it comes to Ireland's neutrality, uh, you believe we've never been uh, neutral, it's just... I, I, I don't believe it, I know it, because it's not in the Constitution, firstly. Mm. Yes. Secondly, if we were neutral, and those people that are texting in, and, you know, if they want a, a referendum on neutrality, I would suggest you be very careful what you wish for, because neutrality is expensive. Neutrality isn't cheap. You can't do neutrality on the cheap. So if you look at other neutral countries that have recently joined NATO, like Finland and Sweden, Mm -hmm. they spend a lot on defence because they take it seriously. It's something that they have to take seriously, and it's something that mature nations around the world do take seriously. We've fobbed it off for the last hundred years. The RAF has, uh, and Senator Jared Crockwell is bringing a, bringing a case about this, so I won't go on too much about it, mm-hmm. but there is uh, rumoured to be uh, an agreement between the Irish government and the British government that if a, an aircraft was hijacked in Irish airspace, that the RAF would come into Irish airspace to deal with that issue. That is not neutrality. That's no, no, it's, it, it certainly isn't. And I, I, I look at countries like uh, Switzerland, uh, which is a country that's infamously uh, neutral, and they have a very large army to defend yeah. that neutrality. Um, and every 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 Swiss um, citizen will do military service. Yes, and will will do continuation training every year to keep current on on their skill set, and will be ready to defend the country if needs be. Mm. So, like, this, this, we're not neutral, we never have been, and if we were, we would take defence a lot more seriously. Last thing I'll say on it, Adrian, is uh, the, the Nord Stream pipeline that were attacked last week, right? I know, I know there's plenty of conspiracy theorists out there that will say that it was NATO that did that. I don't believe it myself, but we have undersea cables in Irish waters, in Irish territorial waters. That we're meant to defend, yes. That we are meant to defend, and these are the backbone of the world economy, mm-hmm. European economy. And we cannot defend those. That is our responsibility. Now, if we don't want to take responsibility for that, we may as well join NATO and allow someone else to take responsibility for that. Good to talk to you, Billy. Um, Let me go to Sean. You're on Ireland's Classic Hits Radio. Sean, do we need a defence forces? Uh, And should we maintain our supposed neutrality? 
yes, I, we do need them because, you know, what we done in Dublin there two weeks ago uh, was really and truly scandalous, you know. I mean, where about the army and that situation? You go back to the 70s and the 80s in Northern Ireland when the British army were back in the British police attacking the Irish up there. They went in in force and they attacked them with the water cannons. The, the, the Gardaí sent in two people in a Hyundai I-40 last week into a major situation in Dublin. As everybody saw, it was inside in the house and Okay, again, I, I can't focus too much on that because people are appearing before court and stuff like that. So, we, but, yeah, but, but no, I take your point. Yeah, the point I'm making is that's where we need them in situations like that. I mean, when when, when you have the Gaudi faced with major uh, uh, opposition like that, they need backup. I mean, over the last 20, 30 years, I mean, what use have we used of the army apart from looking after high profile dignities that come into the country? Plus, uh, movement of money in uh, the country. Now that has actually cut down a lot because of all cash, uh, cashless transactions. So there mm. mustn't be as much as that. And as again, somebody said something about using them for use for uh, moving snow. Look, we have snow plows. I mean, we moved on now from the shovels, and we have snow plows to, to to do that job. So yeah, we do need them from a security point of view. I mean, if we have a major incident in the country, what do we do? Don't tell me we'll send in the girls. In the right party, like the okay, but uh, somebody uh, said earlier on that instead of putting all of this money into our defence forces, that money should be di- uh, diverted into us having a better uh, guard of force, a better trained guard of force that could deal with incidents like that in the way in which they should be able to. But it, it, that was kind of knocked to the head, I think, some time ago when they, okay, they had the guard of force, but they, yet they wouldn't arm them. And there's only a certain amount of them But when you need Aaron Gardy, there's very, very few of them in the country. I mean, the, the army are trained with Aaron. I mean, the activity they're getting is very, very little. They go down to Fermoy the other occasion there, and they're really and truly only challenging themselves. They're not, if they ever had to face a situation, how good would they be? There's people in the army that have 20 years army service, and they never, ever had to face a situation. I mean, if there was an attack in the country in the morning, how good would they be? They never had to face it. They never had to go into any reality battle. That's why I'm saying if they were out on the street, at least they'd be facing some form of reality. But if the country was attacked in the morning, they have no training. In fact, I got, I got a message just at the start of this conversation from Joe and Kildare. And he says, uh, I live by the Curra. They are all great runners in the army. We need great runners. <laughs> Yeah, Which but, is a bit of a yeah, dig at the fact that they do nothing more than go out for a run. Now, obviously, that's a, yeah, a, a yeah, little yeah, bit okay. insulting. Both, but both, 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 somebody chasing them, how fast could they run? You know, you, you, have, you have to be challenged. Okay, so should we invest more money in the Defence Forces? Invest it, yes, but put it to use. I mean, there's much point in investing uh, the money and just leaving them sitting there. Like I said, what use are we... When do we see them... But are you saying that we we should have, if there were an incident like that again, what we saw in Cherry Orchard, that we marched the army in? Yes. I mean, you look, you, you look at the odds there. You have two Gardaí, uh, and I'm not going to go into terribly into it. One was a female Gardaí. Right. If they were one, if one of them, uh, with a sudden impact, got killed. Mm, God we, forbid, yeah. Yeah, yeah no, I, I, I agree, and... and now, if the army went in there, I mean, 
look at the artillery that they have. Look, look at the, the, the machine, the, the, the vehicle they have. Compared to a bloody I-40, which is really and truly is not much better than a scale electric car. Mm. And, you know, and, and that's why they challenge them, because they know well that they could, that they could hit it. And there wasn't going to be terrible consequences to the people that were driving the, the joyriding. But if the army went in there with the water cannon, how quick would they disperse? I know, but I, I, I don't know how quick I don't know how quickly you'd be able to mobilise the army to uh, get in there. Should they, they'd all be gone to bed by the time the army would get there. Do you know what I mean? It's well, not. It's, yeah, but you know, if they're on standby, uh, they should get in there quick. All right, stay, stay, stay with me. As I said, how quick would they get there? Suppose there was a terrorist attack in the morning. That wouldn't be an hour. How quick would they get to that? Okay, stay there for one second if you can, please. Our number is 0871880008. If you want to get involved in this conversation, we're talking about the Defence Forces, the Army, whether or not we need an Army. Um, and let me bring in uh, this WhatsApp voice note from Joe. Hi, Adrian. Joe here in Cork. I actually texted incorrectly. I believe, yes, we should retain our forces. And furthermore, we should become part of NATO. Um, that is my view um, from somebody who lived with somebody in another army and the, the Irish army are extremely highly thought of as a unit of men and women throughout the world and don't ever believe differently. I was married to somebody for over 20 years who served in another army and Believe you me, the Irish soldiers are very, very highly thought of, very highly respected. Anyway, that's my view. Can come on. Love the show. And this is Adrian Kennedy with you until uh, two o'clock this afternoon and uh, for the rest of this week as well. It's Ireland's Classic Hits Radio. And uh, we're in the middle of a conversation all to do with our defence forces. And uh, PD Fora, uh, which represents our defence forces, is calling for um, better investment in what we have at this moment rather than uh, recruiting new members. In other words, pay the ones that we have now better in order to retain them and then worry about uh, recruiting more. 87 is our number if you'd like to send us a text or WhatsApp or a WhatsApp voice note. Angela, you're on Ireland's Classic Hits Radio. Hi, Angela. Hi, Adrian. How are you? Uh, good, thanks, Angela. Well, what did you want to say on this? I, th- I think... Um yeah, we need to hold on to it. I just don't think we're utilising our army the way we should be. They're they're out there to protect the country, um, uh, but that's also within the country. I remember going back years ago to, what, 2002, 2003, they were brought down to Limerick because of all the feuding down there. Um, and, it, it, you know, it definitely did help a lot having them on the streets. You know, so I think like the likes of, you know, and I'm sorry to say it, Cherry Orchard, Ballyfermis, all of those, that, that, that's where they should be going. You know, I do think that they... It is, I mean, it's, it's, a, it's a scary prospect. The no, yeah. I mean, it, it ramps things up an awful lot if you start sending the army onto the yeah. streets. And it is, especially for the good people in those areas. Because the thing is, there's a lot more good than bad in those areas. No, but the point that I'm making is if you uh, send the army into somewhere like Cherry Orchard um, or wherever, and and don't uh, zone in on one particular area, but, uh, I mean, that's essentially martial law. Yeah, but that's what has to be done because they are out there doing things that could potentially 
kill people. You know, they, they can kill people with what's been going on out there, with cars, with, you know, shootings, with everything. So why not send him the army? Rather than, as they said, what, what do they do? Run around the Correct, run around the Wicklow Mountains. You know, okay, I, knew, I know they do escorts on, you know, a lot of things like money runs and, you know, security. But this is what we also need them for. And I just want to touch on one little thing that John O'Dee said, because I'm fuming, and I'm always fuming over when people say that don't live there. And he's talking about the military planes coming into Shannon. Mm-hmm. Those military planes are the only thing that keeps that beautiful airport going. Yeah, I that's, don't know if that's, that's true anymore. It's actually quite oh, a busy airport now. It, it, it's a busy airport, yes, but not as busy as it could be. And the only thing that keeps that going is... Okay, the but, the, but the bottom line is, Angela, uh, uh, by allowing uh, military uh, United States military planes land here, um, yes. we are not being neutral. Simple as. We're just not. Not that we're not being neutral. But we aren't. But hold on a second. We're what? We're refueling someone. That's all. Okay. Do you think if the Russians were to ask tomorrow, could they refuel at Shannon? Do you think we'd allow that? Absolutely not. We wouldn't. No, but they don't. So then we're not neutral. They don't have to. But the thing is, um, it's since what? It's nineteen ninety or something that started with the Gulf War. I can remember it. That's when they started refueling. Nothing's happened. There's been no threats on Shannon. Okay, stay stay there for one second. I want to just uh, squeeze in Pat before we break for news. Uh, Pat, you're on Ireland's Classic Hits Radio. How are you, Pat? How are you doing, Adrian? Pat, do you think we should (laughs) stay neutral? I think we should stay neutral, without a shadow of a doubt. And listen, just on a thing there, like this whole talk about bringing the army into these places, Mm. you know, it's just a thought occurred to me. Like in most countries around Europe and all the rest, they have national service. It wouldn't be a bad idea now to have these youngsters taken in and put into some sort of a cadet sort of a school or something. And use the soldiers that are there to keep them in check while they're there. What prison? You know what I mean? And, and, it's not a bad you know, idea, yeah. And it, like you said, not, it does happen in, in many countries. Yeah, just... And like, as regards the army, we, we have an army, we are neutral. And we should be neutral. Because the only reason we've been so well respected around the world by other armies and other countries and, and being able to go in and do peacekeeping duties is because we are neutral. And we're seen as neutral. And, we, and the Irish army are well respected abroad. Because they do, they're professional. When they do go abroad, they're professional. They're professional. No, I'm, I'm aware of that. And, and, and at the, the very start the of this conversation... Do, yeah, what the government need to do, right, rather than talking about big grand ideas about spending billions, trillions probably on, on arms and, and, you know, going in their own pockets in the meantime, is to, to look after the soldiers we have. And that's exactly what PD4 are arguing today, that we need to look after the ones we have before we even take on new ones. Over the last few years, people, women coming on, warriors of soldiers coming on, practically crying on the radio, on radio stations, because you have to go and beg mm. to feed their children. Yeah, it is. I, 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 know, I know some people uh, retired from the Defence Forces and uh, it, it, life can be a, a major uh, struggle for them. Pat, uh, stay with me for one second. I have to take a very quick break. Our number is 087-188-0008. Now, um, John, you're uh, an ex-member of the Defence Forces. Yes. And what did you want to say on this? We're talking about the need for the Defence Forces, um, whether or not Ireland should retain its neutrality, well, its supposed neutrality. What did you want to say on this? 
Well, I suppose in relation to Ireland being neutral, Ireland only ever declared neutrality once and never declared neutrality. It declared impartialness. So, as you had a caller on earlier on... And that was, Ireland, uh, sorry, that was during the emergency, as we called yeah, it here, yes. During the Second World War. Yeah. And the reason that was done was because of the devil era. The Axis wanted to use Ireland as a U-boat base during the Second World War, and the Allies wanted to use it as a stage and post for the invasion of Europe. Mm-hmm. So he basically said, no, neither of you are having it. And he declared a hard neutrality, same as Switzerland, same as Sweden, and said anyone that steps foot on Irish soil, be it soldier, sailor or airman, will be in prison for the duration of the war. And that's what they did. They built a prison camp in the Cora called K-Lines, and they imprisoned um, members of those Axis or Allies in those camps. So Ireland only ever declared neutrality once. Once, okay. And uh, and it isn't written into our constitution. I am right in saying that. Yes, it's, yep. not, it's not in the constitution. It actually depends on the president of the day to decide what Ireland, um, what route they're going to take. The Minister for Defence is only a figurehead, really. Mm-hmm. If he wants the army to do anything, the president still has to sign it off. The, the, the president is commander-in-chief of the Irish army. Okay, so... Um, as a, a, a next member of the Defence Forces, I mentioned about uh, how PD4 is calling for current members to be uh, properly looked after before we take on uh, new members. Um, there has been an increase in the defence budget this year. What did you want to say on all of that? Um, it, it's a it's a two sided coin. If if you, you you're training so many guys to go into the defence force. The army is it's like a calling. It's like being a priest, a doctor, a nun or something like that. You want to do it. You, you, nobody wakes up in the morning and says, I want to be a soldier. Because you're not going to make a fortune out of it. You're not going it, to... It, it's just one of those jobs you want to do. Um, it, to, to, the, the, the Defence Forces has been massively underfunded for years. I can remember when I... I think it's always it, been massively underfunded. It has. Mm. I can remember when I, when I first went into the army in 1998, our first two or three pay packets were involved in us buying our own equipment, our own sleeping bags, our own boots. Really? Own, yes, because of the stuff that we had was not fit, fit for, for purpose. purpose. Yeah, that's unbelievable. Uh, um, we, I can remember, we bought boots, we bought our own track suits, even at one stage, um, our own runners, uh, sleeping bags was a big thing we used to buy. Um because the stuff that the army gave us was from the 60s or 70s, um, and that was in 98. So, do you believe that we need to increase our def- our investment in the defence forces, make the, uh, the conditions better for those uh, currently in our defence forces, or do we just throw our hat at it and get rid of the defence forces? You, 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 another gentleman said there, the army is an insurance policy. Yes, it is. Uh, my time in the army, I've been involved in um, escorts, cash escorts, prisoner escorts. Um, the time of the bad flooding in the west of Ireland, we were out digging ditches and, and bringing people in and out of schools. We were using trucks to get to houses they couldn't get to. The Navy even brought in boats that we could get to in places. The Navy are doing massive stuff uh, off the coast, who are extremely underfunded um, between uh, stopping smugglers that were blowing in the Mediterranean with the refugee crisis. Um, they, they, they stop drug smugglers on regular occasions coming into the country. Um, okay, uh, so so we need to 
properly invest in that insurance policy. We need to yeah. make sure that the cover that that insurance policy gives us is sufficient. Yeah, well, we, if, it's like this. If you have a guy and you expect him to leave his home for six months, when he comes out of the depot or he comes out of recruit training, he's €20 Euros better off than being on the dole. That it is shocking, I have to say. And I think a lot of people would be shocked to hear that. And you turn around to that guy then and say, I want you to go to Lebanon for six months, or I want you to go to Syria for six months, or mm. Africa for six months. Uh, yeah, like, no, it is it, it is very uh, shocking. Okay, so further investment to uh, improve our insurance policy. The majority of you did say that Ireland uh, should maintain its neutrality. If that be the case, then we should probably write it into our constitution because it isn't in our constitution. So uh, let me squeeze in one final WhatsApp voice note before we uh, wrap this conversation up. I don't think the army or the civil defence forces in Ireland get the credit they deserve. You know, they've been used by the government as their get out of jail card for so many times to bail them out when they need help, you know, through their own blundering. Saying that again, if they're having trouble doing recruitment, I don't think it would hurt to actually compel all kids who are coming out of, you know, coming out of college before they go to university to serve at least a year to two years in the, in, in the military, whether it be one year active and then the second year as a reservist. And if you have anybody under the age of 35 who's been on long-term unemployment, they should have to serve as well. Get them off the unemployment and make them earn their money, do, you know, working for the Defence Forces. Um, but they, they deserve more credit than they get. Take care. Bye. I have to say that's a, a whole conversation for another day about uh, young people sign, being signed up, having to do some military uh, service and long-term unemployed having to do some military service. It is a, a conversation for another day. Uh, let me just squeeze in one final call on this. And that's you, Pat. You're on Ireland's Classic Hits Radio. How yeah. are you? How you doing, Adrian? Adrian, just just want to try and cover some aspects there of people. And they don't know and they don't understand. Basically, um, our army has operated overseas in combat zones and mm-hmm. been involved in combat situations. I think so everybody's various, aware of that. Various operations, yeah, but it's, it's never talked about. And I mean, the Golden Heights was, was one there where we have a, a rapid reaction force. It was all over the newspapers when the uh, guys from ISIS uh, had a whole, uh, I think there were Filipino military base surrounded. Our guys went down, done the job, and wiped out the uh, the, 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 the ISIS. Okay, without going into our, our, our military operations, and we lost a lot of fellas overseas also. Um, the other thing I'd like to say, a lot of people are talking about neutrality. It's a farce. It's a complete farce. We shouldn't be neutral. We should be part of a bigger operation. We should be part of the, the European Army or NATO or one or the other. The other thing I want to say, and a lot of people are... Sorry to to cut across you. A lot of people, particularly in the wake of what has happened this year uh, with Russia and Ukraine, a lot of people uh, have clearly taken a side on on, uh, that war. Um, A lot of people uh, are a little bit more nervous now about where the world is at in terms of conflict. And a lot of people believe that we should uh, join NATO. Now... um, Looking at the votes that come in when I ran a poll earlier on, the majority want to maintain our neutrality. Yet, as we said, technically, we're not neutral. We just have maintained a a neutral stance, except for this conflict where we clearly haven't been neutral. Well, well, 
what I would say is that that's where the ignorance comes in, and, and forgive me for saying that. People don't know and don't understand. They're caught up in this, I, I don't know, this idea that we're, 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 we're neutral and we're, just, we're not neutral. We should never be neutral. We're part of the EU. We want to sit like cowards on the back end of Europe while everyone else protects our trade routes, protects our communication routes. And we want to sit back like the cowards and say, listen, sorry guys, there's nothing to do with us. We think we're neutral. Well, we're not really, but we're saying we are, you know. So it's all bluff and bull. But there's another aspect that's very important, and it comes out a lot of times, even when Noel was there, they talk about bringing in the army to do this and sort this problem out, like with, with, with robbed cars, and, and, and mm. it's disgraceful what happened to the Garda. That actually means law and order has broken down. And the police force of Ireland, or the Garda, the, 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 the guards or police of Ireland, can't handle the situation. So law and order has broken down. That's not an issue for the army. It can be, of course it can be, but... Don't forget the money and, and the billions and the budgets that, that, that the Gardaí have. Now, the government needs to re... I, I don't know. The government needs to restructure the whole Garda uh, situation of law. Now, this is about law and order also. I mean, how does people have 60, 70 previous convictions go out and give the guards the fingers and laugh at them? Do you know what I mean? And that's happening. What's the Minister for Justice doing? She's doing nothing. She's bluffing and bullshit. It's not acceptable. Of course it's acceptable. It always has been acceptable. In, in the eyes of, 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 of the government, because they do nothing about it. Like, Gardaí are people, they're human beings like the rest of us, you know what I mean? They're going out putting their lives on the line when they shouldn't be in those situations, but they are, and they're expected it's okay, you know, and these couriers or whatever they have just walk out of court. So I think that's that's an issue for, 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 for the Justice Department, and not, not be shouting like people out there shouting, oh, bring in the army, bring in the army, shirt, look at Law and order has broken down then. So it's, it's no, I, I agree. I, I mean, to, to have army patrolling uh, the streets of towns in Ireland, I mean, that is martial law. Nobody wants to see that happening. Nobody. Um, and like you said, the, uh, the Gardaí should be properly resourced to be able to deal with uh, incidents well, of antisocial behaviour. No, the justice, the justice system mm. should be doing that job. Well, yeah, that's, I'm, I'm that's true as well. Get, yep. get battered and bashed and and all this carry on. They should be doing their job, and they're not doing their job. They're just bluffing and bullshit. We're having a meeting. We're getting together with this, that, and the other. What a, what a cop out. Right. Getting, getting back to the army now. Yes, go on. Well, very quickly, Paxton. Way out of time yeah, well, here. Well, the army has done their job and served this country well, and they take instructions from the government. Like, like I left McCormick in the barracks of a Italian commander or a company commander or a sergeant major doesn't say, look what's happening. Like, get the lads together and we'll all go out in an APC and sort out the problem. We take instructions from the government. And at the moment, the government has decimated the army. A brilliant professional army that, as one guy said there earlier, you know, has been respected all over, the, all over the world. When we were on UN operations in Lebanon, the Swedes and the Finns always wanted to get their soldiers up to where areas in a swap to get their guys' combat experience because the place that they were in Lebanon there wasn't a lot happening. We were, up, we were observing on the front lines of Lebanon. So there was always action. There was always something happening. Mm. It wasn't 24-7, but it, it wasn't far off. So they wanted to get their troops into our area on an exchange so they could get their troops combat experience. So this was all hidden and, 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 and pushed to one side by the government. And I always wonder why. And I always put it down to the cowardice of what we have in Dal Laird. None of them has ever served in an army. None of them has probably never served in the Boy Scouts of the Guard Guides. So they, they know nothing about armies. They're just trophies for them. 
walk around and, you know, have the army on parade. The army does whatever the people of this nation want them to do. And whatever they're all, they take their orders, as I said, from, from Dáil Erden into the president, as one guy has outlined there, who is the commander-in-chief. We do what the, what we, and we always have been, the loyalty of the army and the defence forces has never been in doubt, never been in doubt, right through the troubles, right through everything and anything we've ever done or been asked to do. And it's just not appreciated. And, and, and people out there really don't know. And it's not okay, so, so when you know. hear, and uh, I'm really out of time here, when you hear what? people saying, I'm sure all they do is shovel snow, we don't need them, what do you say to that? <laughs> ignorance and it's not people's fault it's ignorance because they don't know because it's the best kept secret probably in Ireland no, nobody ever talks about the operations we do the government never praises anyone from the army in any of the operations they did they keep it low profile oh this happened and good boy good boy well, is it because they're not involved or something to take a limelight off them I just don't get it and people don't know you know and that's an ignorance thing and it's not their fault I'm not blaming people who don't understand and don't know it's a government fault. I mean, you've, you've 60% of the army on family income supplement. Now I'm retired. Do you know what I mean? Family income supplement, are you, are you having a laugh? Do you know what I mean? You know, you've got to wake up and smell the coffee beans and really find out what the army actually does. Mm. We'll always prepare to defend this country, the women and children and the population of this country. And that's what the army do when they're training and they're fit. All right. And Look, I'm, uh, unfortunately, I'm I'm way out of time. I, I really appreciate your call, Pat. And uh, I, I agree with you in in much of what you've said. That people need to be made aware of what our uh, defence forces do. Thanks very much, indeed, Pat, for uh, your call. Real people, real opinions, real talk radio. The multi award winning Nile Boylan show. Ireland's classic.